Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis. We are two producers with over 20 years of experience each, chatting over drinks about what it means and what it takes to be a good producer. Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs, biggest production challenges, and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it. Because making shit is hard. So, Lawrence, what's up? How you been? Good. How how about you? Um. See how he deflected there. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I'm good. Okay, that took a minute, <laughs> but we got there. I don't know. I mean, this has been the weirdest year on record. Yeah. Of my adult life, I feel. Seriously. And not weird. I know, like, not, I mean, pan, I mean, believe me, give me a problem like a pandemic. We fucking made, the, you know. Yeah. We, 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 we conquered that <laughs> when it comes to work, right? But yeah. I mean, give me this weird slowdown stuff. But, you know, that really plays on the psyche. Yes, it does. Mm hmm. And my goodness, with everything going on in, Hollywood and Washington, D.C., Jesus, and, and New York. Uh, the day we're recording this, New York is, is um, flooded, has been flooded. I know. And and like, I mean, there could be a government shutdown. There's, I, I mean, hopefully the Jeez. good news is at the time of this recording, hopefully the writers have struck a deal that protects them against, you yes. know, minimums, you know, staffing minimums and AI replacement and all of that and residuals. So hopefully yes. they're covered with all of that, which is the bright spot in this week. Yes, we do know there is a tentative deal. Hopefully it is good enough to get ratified by everybody. And Exactly. Um, which things is first start steps. moving again. Yeah. And then supposedly exactly. I think I saw somewhere that SAG has a meeting on Monday. We're recording this on a Saturday. Uh, they, they, have a, they have a meeting on Monday um, with AMPTP. So we... We'll see how that goes. Yes, we wish them the best of luck. Yeah. But so, sister, uh, this episode kind of started because of this article that popped up the other day on Shots. Uh, yes. Online magazine. I'll put that a link to that article in the episode guide for this, for this episode. So make sure you sign up to get it. The title of it is, Is It Possible to Work in Advertising and Have a Conscience? <laughs> I guess that depends on who you ask. It does, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, and we uh, there's all this talk about you know the the evils of capitalism and this awareness of of our labor culture and what is happening in it right now. And yeah, it's it's a pretty good time. And with these strikes hopefully coming to a positive resolution, we will be getting back to work soon. So let's talk about it. Ethics. Uh, in working in commercial production. Now, the article presented the scenario that, okay, let's say you just got a job offer to work on a commercial for an arms manufacturer. Yeah. Would you take it? Right. That's kind of the conceit of this whole. Right. And um, that got us talking about how the types of jobs we take and if the advertiser is deciding factor for us, because sometimes it's not always black and white. Right. Ethics goes much deeper, more than just what the product is that you're selling, right? Because, you mm -hmm. know, uh, if we're being honest, most of the advertisers we work for, they're owned by BlackRock and Vanguard, and they're contributing to causes that we don't necessarily <laughs> agree with, or they're supporting politicians we don't agree with. And that machine is so huge, it's really hard to kind of follow, right? So uh, you kind of have to just assume most of the advertisers we work for are not 
not doing the well they're all owned by things. one yeah exactly. Ex- exactly right yeah like hidden valley rant like yeah listen yeah. there's this guy on tiktok who will go through your, <laughs> who will go through the you know the grocery aisle and say okay here are the three choices of salad dressing that you can um, make that are family owned otherwise guess yeah. what blackrock <laughs> and vanguard and state street own exactly. the entire aisle except this little section with actual you know mom and pop goods exactly so i mean uh, like you can do research until you're you know yeah one foot in the grave as they say mm-hmm. and you may find out that even though you feel like your ethics are in the correct place the consu- as a consumer you may not always have a choice exactly yeah. yeah. So where do we place our ethics when it comes to taking jobs? That's what we're talking about today. And I'm, I think that a few of our answers may shock you or maybe like, oh, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to need a drink for this one. Actually, I think I might have two because I'm going to be super honest here. Yeah. This is <laughs> going to be, I need a stiff one. What are you, what are you, what are you drinking? What's your, what's drink number one, mm. Christian? Oh, Joe. Oh. Hmm. Mm. So um, Sasha threw something together that he was calling a, elderflower tonic cosmo and i was like what do you call that he's like i don't know i'm like oh well etc etc yeah i like that (laughs) so i'm having an etc and probably will have etc etc yeah (laughs) etc etc amazing yes what are you having today uh well you know so (laughs) there is a cocktail called the moral suasion uh, <laughs> which I thought was genius, but I didn't have I didn't have the ingredients to make it, and mm. it, it, it it's like uh, lemon lemon juice, peach schnapps, Grand Marnier, Benedictine, and cognac. But uh, that sounds like a syrupy like like Lady Delight, right? So it's also not in in, in my wheelhouse. So. Some some might say some of my ethics right are a little old fashioned, so I made myself an old fashioned. Oh, nice! Yeah, so there you go. Right. I mean, ethics in general are you know I I feel that uh, that there it's based a lot around situations too. Some people's ethics. I mean, it's 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 situation based, unfortunately. Yeah. Before we uh, jump into this lively topic of ethics, um, this is a message for all of our production pros out there. We know the struggles of staying on top with everything that's going on in this crazy industry. But fear not, we've got something just for you. It's our producer's happy hour episode guide, packed with insights, resources, and all the intel that you need to stay on top of the industry. Get it, stay informed, sign up for it at producershappyhour.com or click the link in our show notes. Okay, I am so ready for this one because I have some hot takes. Hot takes. So I wrote down some factors that Mm -hmm. you kind of just look at, but when you get a call offer, you know, the phone bring bring hello we'd like to hire you for this job <laughs> usually well so this is more like a oh my god this job's gonna book in tomorrow are you available exactly more like that yeah depends but go on <laughs> yeah it's like six o'clock at night it's like we need you tomorrow morning um so for the next 20 days straight you're like okay <laughs> so there's there, there's a lot of variables in a job so i list them out so we could discuss how much these play into the decision of whether or not we're going to take the job and mm-hmm. they all point to ethics so the very first one is the obvious one that the article uh, in Shots Magazine talks about. It's called, it's the advertiser. 
so like would you you know you don't have to answer this question christian but like it, no, the thinking in my yeah but <laughs> there's just too many but like oil companies you know if tobacco could mm-hmm. still advertise would you do a right. tobacco commercial would you do mm-hmm. a, a, a co- commercial for a casino you know gambling is mm-hmm. an issue uh, yeah. would you do a, a cryptocurrency commercial a big bank commercial amazon tesla spacex mm-hmm. would you do political <laughs> ads for politicians you don't agree with like, how does that all play in for right. you? Okay. So I'm going to say that, yes. The, so when it comes to advertiser, um, this is my thinking. They're going to advertise anyway. Somebody's going to do this job. Yes. If I take this job, because usually every the advertisers that you just mentioned are, those are going to be well-funded jobs. That's true. So I'm going to be able to take that money and use it ethically. I understand yes. that the end result is something over here, but I'm going to be able to pay people their wages. I'm going to be able to feed them well. I'm going to be able to provide them like a good working environment, mm-hmm. a safe working environment, an ethical working environment, all the things. So yes, like I get that the end result is for somebody who may not be ethically good. Mm-hmm. But if this money is going to be used anyway for advertising, at least I can do my part by making sure it's spent eth- ethically. Yes. And, you know, that's all. Except for, I'm sorry, except for political ads. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that falls into a territory of I'm not going to give my expertise yes. my, the, um, to, to benefit a political message that is directly, um, would directly harm me. Yeah. Which would be Republican. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to get, uh, I will get, I'm sure people know though. <laughs> I, I, I think people can guess. If they listen I'm not going to vote against women. So two minutes. there you go. So mm-hmm. now I'll just challenge that. Wouldn't that be the same kind of thinking that would go behind, you know, doing a, a commercial for BP or somebody that's directly harming the environment? Right. So on the level that I have, like my level of um, abilities, Mm-hmm. I only have the power to, the, like I said, it's going to happen anyway. They're going to yes. choose some producer. Yeah, if they've chosen me, they've chosen an ethical one. Mm-hmm. So I'm in charge of spending their million dollars. Yes. That's one million of their, you know, billions, billions. that they have that yeah. happen to have been spent ethically. Yeah, that's all I think. Oh, how about you? Like, would you do, would you, have you ever given up a job because of the um, advertiser? I have, I have. Um, well, no, not because of the advertiser, because of the message. And, and we're going to get to that a little that's, bit later. Yes, because that's um, a whole different story. <laughs> no, I've done, I think I've whored myself out to every type of advertiser. I've done totally. Valero, which is, you know, yeah. part big oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like Venezuela oil, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It is. Extra good. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've done Amazon. I've done banks. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't done any political. I've voiced political ads for voiceover. And that's all. That I'll only do liberal. If you agree with li- the message. If I agree right. with the message. And I just can't. Oh, you're liberal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn this place down. No, um, I know. Um, I'll burn it to the ground. I'm careful what we say these days. Um, I've done voiceover work for uh, for a church for some huh. video presentation that they were doing, and I kind of thought the same thing. I thought, you know what, someone's going to voice it. The message was not fanatical. 
it was a father's. Was it more about it was caring? A, it was and, caring. It was about yeah. caring. It okay. was a Father's Day message, okay. and it was about love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was. I felt good doing that, and I took that money and spent it on gay shit. <laughs> so. I felt good about that. Fantastic. I mean, even better if you were like dripping and gay. Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah. during the whole like, exactly. record session. <laughs> so that, that, felt, that felt all right. <laughs> I love that though. I yeah. love, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ethically though, like, I mean, there's certain, like I would, I would probably turn down a job from certain production companies mm-hmm. who don't treat their people well before I would turn down from an advertiser. Right. Yes, and um, that that uh, a lot falls into that too, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> which we can dissect. <laughs> we can dissect that for sure. Um, right, but um, advertiser, yeah, the, there a, a commercial is going to get made, whether yeah. it's by you or not. Yeah, and so if it's done by me, then I'm going to collect that money and pay everyone I can and get my yes. people going to eat all that kind of shit. So right. yeah, yeah. Now more like, okay, so now that we've established advertiser, Pepsi, like whatever, sure, sure. we're there. Hidden Valley Ranch, whatever. Right, yeah, here we go. Now let's talk about creative. Okay. Have you ever turned down a job due to creative? Now that could be um, subtle gay jokes, subtle Mm -hmm. subtle misogyny. Subtle (laughs) misogyny. I'm sorry, or just misogyny. Just misogyny. (laughs) A (laughs) danger. <laughs> a, da- a dangerous stunt, only white men in the cast, misrepresentation or exclusion. Uh yeah. For the actual creative, no. I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever seen anything offensive and or yeah, just nothing glaring that looked bad to me. I think dear, through the process down the road, I was like, oh, wait a second. What's, this, what's going on here? But no, I've not turned out. Have you? Well, I mean, yes, because, nor- well, I have not. No, mm, I mm. can say I can't remember a time. Now, have I? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but my memory at this point and so many jobs later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, you know, and take aside, I have turned down jobs based on, you know, like, hey, we want to... shoot Times Square at night and shut down the Manhattan Bridge and helicopter shots over. And I'm like, thank you, but no. (laughs) There's a time in my career I would have done that. Now it's like night shoots. I don't know. So no, but that's not creative really. That's just, you know, my body related. Yeah. So um, no, but I have been on jobs where the, there's a one page of creative that was treated on by a director Mm-hmm. One page from the agency, right? And then you, they've gone through the process and they hand it over to you. And then somehow the creative has evolved into something that I was completely not happy with. Yeah. I've definitely been there. And at that point, you're committed to the job, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. What do you do? I've been there. And then I've definitely been in situations where, you know, the, the casting breakdown says diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. and we're looking for for all types of people. And yeah. then through whatever process the ad agency and the clients go through, you end up with a cast of all white people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I've been known to take casting specs and change them to open to all genders and all races. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I just do that on my own and then we try yep. to yeah, but but And okay. I would t- I would have told casting directors that also includes trans and bi- non-binary people yeah. also please, like, please bring them in. 
yeah. bring them in. And that's you as the producer do have some power to sway things, whether or not it's taking it head on in a big creative meeting with 20 people mm-hmm. <laughs> or whether it's on the side um, doing what you can. Yeah. Right. Right. Because sometimes you can sway positions or uh, getting something in or changing the creative to be more ethical by um, workarounds. Yes. I have definitely whispered in my director's ear mm-hmm. once or twice. Like uh, <laughs> every job. I, I don't know if that is the right way that that line should be said. You know, that might seem a little weird so yeah you do you can massage those things and if you have a good relationship with your director uh mm-hmm. you know have those cr- cr- little bit of creative input mm-hmm. you can steer things in the right direction oh yeah i had a, a huge job where um we were doing three different weddings and oh, yeah. um, one of the wedding was supposed to be same sex yeah and we were trying to desperately explain to the people at the table who are not the production company or director because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty famous job um that uh <laughs> just because two women are attractive doesn't mean that they're going to play like it doesn't mean that they're going to have chemistry on yeah. camera yeah so actually going for uh representation in this instance where you know, you you are hiring an actor to play a role who is clearly gay, mm-hmm. then you, it's probably the better bet instead of mm-hmm. hiring a straight person to play gay. But I digress. Um, yeah. yeah, it it just you have um, it is your job as the producer to advise so that you do have the best end result as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes pointing things out like this. Um, ethically is the right thing to do, but it's also the right thing to do for the job. Right. Now, what about diving deeper beyond the creative? What about the message of the actual commercial itself? Uh, Yeah. This gets really tricky. Also, I mean, I guess it would be in the script. So it is something that you get to see before you take the job. But like, you know, unless it, 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 the script hasn't been flushed unless the script out hasn't the been job. flushed out, right, yes, right, that right, does right. that does happen. But yeah, you know, if if it's some sort of, you know, if it's like using a crypto again as an example, not necessarily <laughs> crypto, but some sort of risky investment company or something, or like you know. Uh, would you do an ad for somebody like cash your payday check here, you know, at a crazy percentage rate that targets, you know, low income people, uh, unrealistic weight loss solutions, or, you know, these are more direct response ads. They exist. They exist. Right. People, people produce them. Yes. You know, um, maybe a wellness ad or a supplements ad that maybe is promising too much, you know, or D or devaluing someone's, self, right? Like, you know, you always got to invent the problem first to sell something, right? So weight loss and, and wellness and all those kind of health sectors, they're pharmaceutical, Mm -hmm. right? What about that kind of messaging? Well, far, big pharma. All right, that's already just. A, I know that that's a money. That's a cash grab, in my opinion. If you're taking, you know, yeah. those because ethically there is. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> ethically, I mean, I can't. Uh, yeah, that I probably would go back to number one, and that is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. But, but I will say that. Um, no, 
I've never been presented with, um, you know, a job that would, that felt like the messaging was bad. But if I was, I probably would not take it because that's where I don't, you know, I don't, I pride myself on being as transparent and as honest as I can in my job, you know, and I feel that if that's just who I am as a person and I would not ever want to try to sell something to somebody that was not accurate. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that is tough because, you know, like you have all like, you know, the the research and all that shit, but you don't know, like somebody's coming up to you and saying like, here's a million bucks to make a commercial about this. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I do think that um, unfortunately ethics can get a little bendy in times like this right now where, where nobody's working too. Yeah, exactly. And a job comes along and it's like, yeah, you know what? I need, I need to pay everything. (laughs) I need, I need to pay everything. Right. There was another blog article that I will also put in the episode guide. Um, It was oddly enough, it was from Microsoft, but it was Microsoft. (laughs) the, The post was about ethics and they touched on ethics and advertising. So I'm going to read this quote. An ethical advertisement is honest, accurate, and strives for human dignity. And I think that's what I was getting at with the message, right? Like, right. honest, accurate, and strives for human dignity. If, it, if it's devaluing people saying, oh, look yourself in the mirror, you need to go on this weight loss program. Ugh, I don't think I want to touch that. Right. Um, it, the, the, the description goes on to say it also considers the advertising environments that are chosen for placement, and it examines the potential for data bias in analytics. So the analytics is not something we ever really get a, get a, a much of a peek into, but right. the, the interest of placement of the ad, be I can see how that can be, uh, what's the word? Um, predatory, predata- predatory, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're putting, you're putting ads for cash your check here at this payday thing in a kiosk in a fast food restaurant or in, right. in, in, well, in a, what's it called? Western Union or something like that. So yeah, I never really thought about where the, that's placed as being part of it, but... Hey, Christian, what's the most important thing about film production? The setup, pre-production, the most important part. But you know what? A lot of people think that, but you're kind of missing a step. Oh, right. The kickoff calls, because that's how you set up your prep. Right. That's where you got to get all the right questions answered at the right time and set deadlines for those answers so you can put your prep on the right path to success. Exactly. Right. And this can be accomplished with four kickoff calls. You need at least four, in my opinion. And I think for us producers, the most important one is the one with your producing partner, either the ad agency producer or your main client contact, because that's where, like you said, set the tone, set expectations, give them deadlines for when you need these answers, because timelines are already way too short for prep. I know we could always use more prep time, right? And budgets are shrinking. So don't waste any time. So what we've done is we put together our top seven questions that you should ask your agency producer or client now on that very first kickoff call. Not only does it help answer questions that you may have, it also allows you to set the tone and, you know, establish yourself as the leader of the project, (laughs) which is also a very important step as well. So we'll put a link in the show notes where you can get on our website and take a listen to our free audio bonus. Another delightful conversation between me and Sister Christian about (laughs) best ways of setting yourself up for success. Yeah, it's a page turner. (laughs) 
Check it out. So we have no control or even view of the media no, buy in these days. We don't. And honestly, mm -hmm. we, we all know with targeted ads, like, you know, 30 to 34 year old ladies get this, you know, and yep. uh, from Wisconsin, like that's how fucking targeted they are. Oh, so yeah. I just, I don't know that. I think that there are certain things that we can control ethically and there's things that we can't. And so this goes into shitty employers. Sure. We're all freelance. If, if the advertising agency is shitty, shitty and so is a client we have a shitty employer so what yeah. can, but we still need to eat i mean our whole fucking society is based around like having a good job like what's a good job right. <laughs> there's no such thing <laughs> like i'm job? surviving no. out here trying to yeah. you know like for shelter and food and sustenance you know and drugs yeah. so i just i think you know pharmaceutical and recreational sustenance <laughs> exactly so i i think that what we can concentrate on are what we can do ethically with the money that we're given. Mm -hmm. so, so that's budget. It sure is. That's budget. Are there fair rates in the budget? Are there kit rentals for people who need kit rentals in the budget? Is there enough people power, right? Or are you making, you know, people slug it out on their own or with like one assistant? Is there enough resources in the budget to make this an ethical Set. Right. And then if there isn't, if you feel that there isn't, there is something that you can to do, which is start to manage realistic, creative expectations. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like a lot of times in this, especially, well, always in our job, but like there's just unrealistic expectations placed on us that we, the world is wanted, but they want to pay for penny, like they want to give you pennies for the entire oh, yeah. world. And so working with um, your counterparts at whether it's client or agency based and explaining what can happen for your money is where I yeah. try to start. Now that said, you know, if the job's over, that usually happens before the award. <laughs> right. <laughs> Afterwards, you have a whole new ball game of trying to get your EP to do that. So I have two experiences that I want to talk about. Actually, I, I forgot to mention this. This goes back to the message. I had this, this job that I turned down. It was for a fast food chain uh -huh. that wanted to do an experiential, because, you know, I do a lot of experiential. Yes. Thing where they took over a, one single restaurant in a very specific place at a very specific time. It was a big arts thing. They wanted to take it over and make it kind of a, a gallery for this known artist, mm -hmm. a, bla a black artist mm -hmm. um, from the 70s, let's say. Okay. I just couldn't take the job. I okay. just couldn't take it. I just couldn't. It was like that kind of messaging to take this very important art figure mm -hmm. and demote it to become a sandwich wrapper. Oh. <laughs> that was literally... That was wow. literally what was going to happen. Take wow. this person's art, not put, only put it on the walls. They were going to vinyl wrap the restaurant, but there was going to be sandwich wrappers of this person's art. And I thought that message was hurting culture. So I said no to that mm -hmm. job. Now going to the budget, I literally sat in this again. This was something, it was the talent budget. So I didn't see these numbers because it was, it was SAG. But, to, oh, no, actually, it wasn't SAG, but it was still a different budget. So I mm -hmm. didn't have these numbers until I got on the job. 
it was it was a ridiculous buyout. This was also this was a fast food commercial. How about that? It was a buyout. Who, who make for billions of dollars a day? Billions of dollars a, a day. day. <laughs> it was like they wanted something like three years national TV and internet for like you know seven hundred and fifty dollars. <gasps> yeah, and when that breakdown went out, people were outraged, and there there was a little online chatter about it and they were going to strike or picket. That rate was criminal. And I sat at the table at the meeting and the CMO was like, why, why are they complaining? They should be, this is a big step in their career if we put them in our commercial. <laughs> That's, that is, I've heard that so many times. Or like, well, what else are they doing today? They should just come out and be happy for the money. Yeah, I've heard it about yeah. DPs all uh -huh. the way to extras. And yeah. I'm like, well, they're not. There is the flip side of that is like, you don't know how much, like if, if somebody is desperate for work, they will take it. But why are you feeding on people's desperation? Exactly. And uh, yes, so so fair nations, like just making sure that you're, that you're offering the going rate is just a little taste of ethics that you can always do. Just a little bit. Yeah. Fair rates, of course. Kit rentals. We don't often get kit rentals, right, Christian? We don't. <laughs> and I was starting to add it up, and I'm like, that extra, not extra, that deserved yes. or warranted $15 a day would cover just about everything that, you know, like I I have so many programs in my computer uh, yeah. that yeah. I required to do this, like especially if I have to double check footage. Uh -huh. As the producer, you have to do that. But, you know, if I don't have Premiere or DaVinci or something like that, mm -hmm, then I can't mm -hmm. even look at fucking raw files. It's insane. Right. Adobe so, Suite. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have. Uh, mm -hmm. Photoshop, Illustrator. Mm -hmm. $65 even just, a uh, month. <laughs> even just hot budget. Hot budget. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hundred bucks uh, a year. I, mean, I know. All of it. Yeah. So then also, um, you know, something else that we can control is schedule. So time, is there yes. enough rest period, travel? Are you paying travel properly? Is there enough prep time? Is there overtime on people? Are there PAs overtime? Because that's never budgeted. No. Um, are there enough days for you and your production team? That's the right. next thing that you can um, control ethically. And I will take a look at the budget, go through it, look at the calendar, everything, and then immediately point out to the production company that um, this is where this budget is lacking. I can find it in other places and this is where but my but expectations are that this yeah. gets paid yeah and have that discussion up front yes the ethics of a realistic schedule for both the <laughs> yeah. prep the prep and the shoot days <laughs> yeah. the filming days right it's like are we already planning a 14 Ooh. 16 hour a day that i've i've I, that's that's exactly it i have turned down yeah. jobs that ha were scheduled for two 14s yeah. I, I, I just I've, have. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. This is a clearly a three-day shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And right. two 14s are nothing, nothing productive happens after the 12-hour mark. And yeah. barely after the 10-hour mark. Uh, yeah, barely after 10. But after 12, nothing productive happens. And people push through because they have to. And they're But then that's when, you know, even it becomes an unpleasant work environment from attitudes even. You can't yeah. make yeah. people be productive. You can make uh -uh. them stay. Until, yeah. you know, the unions say you have to send them home, but that you can't make them work or be productive. Right. Yeah. 
And you shouldn't be. You shouldn't. <laughs> it's like, oh God, no, you shouldn't. You should try. Right. Um, the, the amount of days that production's often expected to work often doesn't line up with how many days are in the calendar. So always looking at your team, who's there to support you, protecting them first, right? Making mm -hmm. sure they've got their days. And rest time and prep time. It, it, like, you know, are you... Is it really possible for your wardrobe stylist to 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 dress twenty people with one shopping day and one fitting day? It's no, like it they're going to be working nonstop. <laughs> Spoiler alert! And it's like we got, <laughs> they we, can't. got we got they can't. We got talent in. It's four o'clock on Friday, so here here are your sizes. Fittings Monday at three. It's like what do you think's gonna? And I have two days in for you. What do you think's gonna happen? They're they're gonna have to work like all through the weekend right? all through the weekend and hope you pay them you know it's like how else is it going to happen no and that's um that goes back to like setting clear expectations about what's of what is um possible with the money that there is and based yeah. on the calendar which yeah isn't i mean you're the advocate i mean i'm very thankful that we are now bargaining for yes. our rights after yes. this many years. But for so many years, we've been one-person advocates on set to make sure yeah. that each of these things are happening. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited to have some support in that area. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is exhausting. I've had many conversations with um, higher-ups, which I guess for us are either the director or the EPs, right. of when somebody comes to me and says, look, I'm not able to complete this task mm -hmm. in the way you want it done in the time we have. And I have to take that to those people and say, hey, this is a problem. We need to adjust. And many times I've heard, well, why can't they? Well, right. why don't they just, you know, get more help? Or why can't they blah, blah, blah? Or no, 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 no. And I'm like, look, I have to trust these professional craftsmen mm -hmm. people that we've hired. And if they're telling me this is a problem, because this is an industry where people rarely say no. Yeah, I know. People will <laughs> bend over backwards literally to push kill mountains, to do it. literally kill yeah. themselves to do it. If someone's coming to me and with a problem, I have to listen to it. And it's my duty to protect them and make this known so we can adjust so they're not trying to kill themselves by executing this over a job fast food commercial i know boy they really suckered so. us into working for a living didn't they <laughs> they really did they yeah. really did dream <laughs> job i don't, um, <laughs> I don't what, dream what about, of labor i don't dream of labor what about location what about location christian well i mean i feel that um you know it's interesting that in the notes um you have written for the show thank you again for doing that are we abusing the resources of a a foreign country to advertise something that could harm them. Right. So what do, I would love to dive a little bit deeper in that. I've done a ton of jobs on foreign soil where mm -hmm. we have been the bringing money into an economy and I've worked yes. with amazing people. And honestly, I, I mean, in the majority of those times, except for China, I will say exception for China, <laughs> but the majority of those, those, Countries actually have better working conditions that we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, wouldn't it be great to just work like this? <laughs> You're right. I know. Except for China, it is pretty. It is pretty uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a different, you know, structure mm -hmm. over there that, you know, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like taking that into consideration too is a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's like, again, are, are you doing a commercial for BP and you're filming it in uh, some country that maybe they have gone in and paid the government to come in and pump their oil and leave them in, you know, a, a destitute state? Um those are th- those are things that are important also to look at. But that's, again, it's just a matter of us taking a job or not, but it's still going to get done. Right. But if you're if you're in the early conversations about, well, maybe we don't need to do this job in Brazil. Right. Maybe we can do this job. Right. Somewhere else. Yeah. I know that um, I know we all used to film in Canada. Fantastic. Mm-hmm, it became just mm-hmm, like filming mm-hmm. in the U.S. So then all of a sudden we, we go to, you know, Central Mexico and South City America. Was, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. And so, um, you know, when I've done that and gone into those countries, I, the working conditions, like, again, this is something that you have control over is you're yeah. bringing the money. You can you can demand ethical working conditions. But a lot yeah. of times I've found that they're more ethical than, you know, working in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> often enough. <laughs> yes. And uh, they're often happy and appreciative for the work. So And just it's a good time. <laughs> align, align, yeah, and it can be a really good time. Aligning, <laughs> aligning that with an advertiser who hopefully is not uh, exploiting that country as well. Yes. You know, that's a hard one to, to lock into, but... It is something that's a, that's that that's you know should be looked at, and all these things, right? Um, we we've talked about all these factors on many episodes, yes, um, and even in our mini course, the art of script breakdowns, time, elements, and money, and the interplay between them is 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 the the basis of how you create a ethical set, an ethical production, an ethical job. Um, and when you even just even taking the job, you look at it and you can tell these are the elements I need. This is the time I have to get them and put them in front of a camera within. And this is the money I have to do it with. Do, Do they all line up? And sometimes they don't. Yeah. And then also listening to your internal self on if it makes you feel uncomfortable to ask somebody to do something, it's probably not. It, mm-hmm. Probably not an ideal situation, and allow your ethics, your own personal ethics meter, to um, to speak up. I've I've gone I've I've definitely had to ask somebody a, a, a question that was um, I I know I'm putting them in a position where they kind of have to say yes, and so I definitely pose the question of like, I, I take them aside. I say, I'm being made to ask you a question and I want to make sure you know (laughs) (laughs) there are two answers to this question. There's yes and there's no. Okay. So, so here's the question and, and it's something I can see that they are just so pained and, you know, it's like, ah. Well, I mean... This is what I often tell people. Like, the answer can be no. Like, immediately yeah, when I ask a question, exactly. the answer can be no. The and answer can be no. Here's the thing. Like, when a hard no, when, when, you, when you've given somebody a hard no, that means that all the, the scenarioing and the solutions and everything flying at you and all those questions cease. 
There's a new path that is created because new, no exactly. was given. And exactly. I know that so we're no trained. Yeah. Yeah, no like, is an answer. We're trained so hard in this business to, you know, always find an answer, always find a solution. Mm-hmm. But also, if you don't do anything for two hours, it might go away. Like You're all right. of that stuff. <laughs> and I just, it, the answer can be no. And sometimes I need it to be no. Sometimes it needs to be no. Yeah. And, and the most unethical response to it is everyone has their price. That is. And I will also say, too, no matter no matter how much you tell somebody it's okay if they say no, they've been trained to not believe you. I know. I know. So, I mean, we're also it's, unpacking all of the previous, you know, producers that have treated this crew member poorly. We're unpacking yeah. that, too. So... Yeah. Sometimes you have to be the one that says no. Yeah. You can ask. There you go. You can go you back can and ask. be like, you know, it's really uncomfortably no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I can read it on your face. The answer is no. You don't even have to say it. I'll go shut it down. If you're being put in that position, do you really want to work with that person again? <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, the gamble is you know, and then you move on or no, you won't work with them again. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that's, that that's a little flippant because we all need work right now. We all need work, yeah. And you don't maybe you don't know their their stance until you're deep in the job, but uh, you know for the next one. Yes, and ethically. <laughs> enjoy your enjoy your next uh, couple of weeks ethically seeing you. Um, how, I love doing how, these because yes. Um, I think that it's it's a, it's a nice reset sometimes for people to know that um, whatever they're struggling with, everyone struggles with it too. Oh, Ethics God, is yes. a huge one. A, a listener wrote us just the other day and was was talking about um, you know budgets and like uh, the, the, said this question like, are we backsliding? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, we're here. We're right here together with you. Yeah. We, yeah. All of a sudden Budgets I'm seeing in perpetuity again. And I'm like, God, uh, like, no, Lord. you can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yes. but no. We're going to dive unwilling. into that too on yeah. another podcast. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. All right, sister, how do people get a hold of you if they want you? Sisterchristianproduces.com. And Lawrence, how about you? LawrenceTLewis.com. All right. See you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Producers Happy Hour is brought to you with the help of the handsome Christopher Daniels, who is a design and branding specialist, and Brendan Russell at podlad.com, who is our fabulous editor. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to dive deeper, subscribe to our listeners' newsletter. Simply go to producershappyhour.com to sign up. Thanks for listening, and remember, enjoy happy hour while you can. Because making shit is hard. Hard. hard.